You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Luke chapter number one, and when you find your place there, if you're able, if you could please stand and honor the reading of the Word of God. Luke chapter one, and we'll begin reading in verse number 28. Luke chapter one. And verse number 28, the Bible says, And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Verse 29, And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And verse 33 And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Lord, we love you. We pray that you... In this service, may you be honored and glorified and uplifted. I pray that every mother here would be blessed and encouraged. And I pray that all of us today uh, would get exactly what we need from the message, from the Word of God today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. When you think about the greatest mother of all time, I hope that's an easy one. I hope you think about your mother. That'd be a good answer. Uh, you don't go to the store to purchase a card, and you see a card there in the section um, of Mother's Day cards, and it says, you're an average mother. And you pick that out and say, this would be a good one for my mom. You don't pick out the one that says, out of all the mothers in the world, you're one of them. You don't pick that out either, right? You pick out the one that says number one mom or best mom in the whole world or, you know, uh, first place trophy goes to you, mom. And by the way, how many of you know the fact that your mother put up with you, she deserves something special for that. Amen for that. And some of us, we ought to really be saying amen there. But I hope you think of your mother. I hope you think of your wife who is the mother of your children, if God's given you children. I hope those are the easy answers there. But if I were to ask you, who is probably the greatest mother of all time? I think we probably would have to go to this mother that we read about in Luke chapter 1. You know, we hear preaching and teaching about Mary, the mother of Jesus, often at Christmas time. I don't know that I've ever... I don't think I've ever preached on Mary for Mother's Day, and I don't know that I've heard too many sermons on Mary for Mother's Day. But would you not agree that she was a pretty amazing mother to be the mother of the Son of God? I think sometimes because there, uh, there, it has been um, uh, in the uh, Catholic religion uh, and in Catholic teachings, Mary has been elevated to a position where she is worshipped 
And I think sometimes we shy away from talking about Mary. But I want to say this. Mary was a sinner just like you and me. Mary was a human being just like you and I. Mary was not perfect just like we are not perfect. But Mary was an amazing woman that God selected to be the mother of the Son of God. Let me give you quickly a few thoughts. I see in Luke chapter 1 that Mary was true to God. By the way, mothers, thank you for being true to God. Thank you for being true to God when it's not popular. We live in a world where it is not applauded when mothers say, I want to be godly and I want to be holy and I want to do what's right and I want to teach my children what's right. We live in a day when that is not applauded, but I want to stand here today at Victory Baptist Church and I want to say, mothers, thank you for staying true to God. Mary was true to God. The Bible says in verse 28, the angel said, thou art highly favored. Now, it's one thing if you win an award at work. It's one thing if you win an, an award uh, maybe in your community. It's one thing if you win an award for some accomplishment down here. But can you imagine what that must be like for Mary when the angel comes and says, Mary, you are highly favored with God. God sees something in you that God is impressed with. I tell you, I want my life to be highly favored of God. I want God to look at me and I want him to smile and I want his approval. Mary, number one, she was true to God. The Bible says in verse number 28, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Wouldn't that be great this week if people would look at our lives and people would spend time around us and say, you know, there's something different about that person. There's something different about that mother. There's something different about that lady. There's something different about that man. There's something different about that neighbor. That person, they live like they've got God living inside of them. By the way, that's the way we all ought to live. Mary, it was said of her, the Lord is with thee and blessed art thou among women. We get down to verse number 30. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. I see that Mary was true to God. She was selected, not at random. She was not selected because God uh, forgot to line up a mother. She was not selected uh, as a, a, a chance or, or just a, an accident, but Mary was selected because she was true to to God. Mothers, we need you to be true to God. We need some mothers who will stay true to God and mothers that will live for God and mothers that will be favored by God and not look for the approval of the world. She was chosen to bring forth the Son of God. I want to say this, Mary, in being true to God, she was humble. Notice verse 32. The Bible says about Jesus that he shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. You know, that could have gone to Mary's head. Remember when the shepherds came there in the manger and they found the baby and they found his mother and they found Joseph? You know what those shepherds did? They worshiped Jesus. Mary could have easily said, whoa, 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 time out. I'm the mom. 
I'm the one that carried this guy. I'm the one that delivered this guy. And, and, and at least I should get some recognition. But you know what the Bible says about Mary? She didn't say anything. She kept the things in her heart. You know what she did? She let Jesus get the praise. When the wise men came and they brought gifts and the wise men came and they worshiped the child Jesus again, Mary, she didn't step in and say, guys, well, listen, that's very kind of you, but let me tell you who really deserves the credit. Can I tell you, she stayed humble. She had in her arms, she had the one who would rule the world, the one who would sit on the throne, the one who would be the king of kings and lord of lords, and yet she stayed humble. Can I tell you, it's amazing, but that's the way most mothers are, is it not? Most mothers would do anything for their children. They'll give up uh, pleasures. They'll give up things. They'll give up sleep. They'll sacrifice. They'll do everything, and they don't want the credit. They just want to do it to be a help to their family. They just want to do it for somebody else. And mothers, I want to thank you for being true to God. Mothers, I want to thank you for having that kind of testimony. Mary was true. Number two, I see that Mary was a treasure. She was a treasure to Joseph. She was a treasure uh, to Jesus. Jesus recognized that as he grew up and he was on the cross and he said uh, to John, he said, John, I want you to take care of my mother. How come? Because Mary was precious. Mary was valuable. And mothers, I want to say today, sometimes the world may treat you like you're second class or second rate or like you don't have it all figured out and, you know, you're, you're not what maybe the world's trying to make you to be. But I want to say, mothers, you are so valuable to God. Mothers, you are a treasure. And mothers, for those of us who are here, we want to say thank you. We want to say we appreciate you. And we would not be here. And, and obviously you've heard that joke before. But we wouldn't be where we are today were it not for our mothers who have been true to God and faithful to God and loved us and prayed for us. We, I won't get into it now for sake of time. But Mary was a praying mother. Aren't you thankful for a praying mother? Can I tell you, if it weren't for some praying mamas, there's no telling where any of us would be. But I'm thankful for mothers that are true to God, mothers that are treasures, mothers that are valuable. But then I want you to see her trust. The Bible tells us that she praised God and she worshiped God. Luke chapter 1, notice verse 46. She said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. She said, he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaid. Verse 48, verse 49, he that is mighty hath done to me great things and holy is his name. You know, when she said all those things, when she first got the announcement that Jesus was coming, but then there came a time when things got dangerous. There came a time when things got difficult. There came a time when Mary didn't understand what was going on. Remember when Mary and Joseph had to travel and they had to travel back to Bethlehem. And Mary, the Bible says she was great with child. She was expecting that baby to come any minute. And then they get to Bethlehem and there's nowhere to stay. And they get to Bethlehem and she has to give birth in a barn. And don't you know there were some times for Mary where she didn't have it figured out. And she didn't know what in the world God was doing and she didn't understand the circumstances. But I'll tell you this, number three, Mary knew what it was to trust God. 
Mothers, I want to say there's times where that's all you can do. There's times when it's the health of your child or maybe your child has grown and maybe your child has gotten away from the Lord or maybe there's a situation in your marriage or maybe there's a situation with health or there's a situation with finances and it's out of your control. But Mary knew what it was to trust God. We sang that song, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus." But can I tell you, sometimes it's not easy to trust. But I want to challenge mothers today. I want to challenge all of us today to trust God, even when you don't understand what he's doing, even when things are difficult. Keep on trusting God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Quickly, number four, I see that Mary was an amazing mother in her training of her child. The Bible does not tell us much about Jesus' childhood. Don't you kind of wish we knew more about what happened when Jesus was a boy? Uh, boy, I tell you what, I see some of my children and I think there's no way Jesus did those things. There is no way in the world that Jesus said some of the things that my children say. And maybe that's why God didn't put that in there, because we'd be so wrapped up with the craziness of it that we'd, we'd miss the whole point. But the Bible does say that when Jesus was 12 years old, that Mary and Joseph, they took him to Jerusalem. And where did they visit in Jerusalem? Did they hit the museums? Did they hit the ballparks? Did they hit the amusement parks? Uh, where did they go? They went to the temple. And can I tell you, that's a wonderful example of what to do with your children. Train them and teach them and get them to the house of God. It was a long journey. It was several days journey for them to get to the temple in Jerusalem. It was not easy. It was not convenient. I think about for some of you mothers, we didn't have a lot of, of, of young mothers at the uh, drive-in. We had some, but not a lot. But at this service, we had a lot of young, young mothers. And you know, it's not easy to get your children ready for church. It's not easy to get them up and get them fed and get them dressed and get them out the door and get them in the car. And then you get to the church and you get them out of the car and you get them to Sunday school and you get them to junior church and you get them to nursery. And somebody's always throwing a fit. Somebody's always screaming about something. And, that, and not just the teenagers, I'm talking about the younger ones too, you know. It's rough sometimes. And then you get them to church and they don't like it. Maybe in the service, they're having a hard time and they're fidgeting. And, you know, you bring, you bring the crayons, you know, for them to color. And they don't like the colors you brought. Or you're trying to show them, you know, what to do and be quiet. And, and your children aren't quiet in church. And you know why they're not quiet in church? Because they take after mom and dad, you know. Trying to keep my children quiet is, uh, it's like a modern day miracle. It's not easy getting your kids to church. But can I tell you, it's the right thing to do. And Mary and Joseph, they got Jesus to church. They got him under the teaching of the word of God. They got him in the house of God where he could worship and where he could learn. I see quickly number five. I see that Mary was instrumental in telling others about Jesus. We get to John chapter two and it was the wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the people there at that wedding, they didn't know what to do. They had run out of the wine that the, the guests were, were drinking. And they said, we don't know what to do. This is an embarrassment. We didn't plan. Uh, we didn't have enough. Or maybe too many people came. And they said, what do we do? And Mary was there. And you know what Mary said? 
to the guys that were all worried about it. She said, I'll tell you what to do. Just do whatever Jesus tells you to do. Whatever he says, do it. And I'll tell you, that's a great thing to teach our children. That's a great thing to remind ourselves. Whatever Jesus says, just do it. You say, well, it doesn't make sense. You're right, it doesn't make sense. Jesus sent those men. He said, go fill up the pots with water. They said, that's not what we need. Jesus said, just do it. And you know what? When you and I will trust God and when we'll obey him, he'll take care of all the rest. Mary taught her son, uh, taught the, the, the people there to follow and to obey what Jesus told them to do. We see that Mary was an amazing mother in telling others to obey Jesus and telling others to follow Jesus. But then Mary was an amazing mother through trials and through tragedy. You know who was at the foot of the cross while Jesus was being crucified? tell you one person that was there it was Mary I mentioned this on Friday on the radio uh, for our winning side broadcast and by the way thank you to those who listen to that broadcast uh, Monday through Friday we have it at noon and have in the evenings at six o'clock and I hope it's a blessing just a few minutes of a Bible study and a song and some announcements I was talking about this you know you as a parent you don't ever expect that you as a parent will have to bury a child. It's not natural. It's not the way it should be. That's not the way anybody would ever plan for it. It's difficult to say goodbye to a parent. That's very difficult. But can I tell you, that is to be expected if Jesus tarries, that your parents will go before you. But you don't ever expect your children to go first. And Mary sat at the foot of the cross while Jesus was hanging on the cross in torture and in agony, and there was nothing Mary could do. And she watched her son literally die on a cross. That's where some of us would have given up. That's where some of us would have gotten mad. That's where some of us would have walked out and say, that's not what I signed up for. If that's the way the Christian life is, and if that's what God's going to allow to happen, then I'm out of here. But can I tell you, when you go through trials and tragedy, that's not the time to run from God. That's the time to run to God. That's not the time to forsake God. That's the time to follow God. That's not the time to get out. That's the time to get in and stay in and stay faithful to God. Mary, as an amazing mother, she was there when her son hanging on the cross, gave up the ghost and said, it is finished. What a different reaction we see in the book of Job, where Job and his wife had to bury all of their children on the same day. I can't imagine what that was like. I can't imagine one child. But can you imagine to bury all of your children, all 10 children on the same day, and they all die, and you have those funerals, and Job's wife she said what probably most of us would have said if we're honest. She said, Job, let's just curse God. God will kill us and it'll be over. She said, Job, I can't handle this. I can't take this trial. And Job said this. He said, I'm going to trust God because God gave and God took it away. 
but I'm still going to bless him and I'm still going to praise him and I'm still going to trust him. And friend, I want to tell you this, everything good we have in life is from God, but yet sometimes we think it belongs to us. We think it, it is ours. We think we get to decide, but our life does not belong to us. Our life belongs to him. I don't understand it. I don't have it figured out. There's times where you cannot trace God, but you can always trust Him. And Mary trusted God even at the cross when she saw her son hanging in agony. Lastly, I'm going to have you turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 1. I know this verse has been there. And I've read it many times, but it never jumped out at me like it did this past week. You see, Mary was an amazing mother because she stayed true to God. She was a treasure to her family. She was a treasure to God. She trusted God. She trained her child. She, she told others about Jesus. She stayed faithful during the trials and the tragedy. But I want you to notice Acts chapter 1 in verse number 13, we know this account. The Bible says that after the ascension, Jesus went back into heaven. It says they were come in and they went into an upper room. Who was there? Well, the disciples were there. Peter and James and John and Andrew and Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew and Matthew and James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon Zelotes and Judas, the brother of James. Verse 14, these all continued with one accord. Is that a good thing to do, yes or no? That's a great thing to do. They were staying faithful even after Jesus was crucified, even after he was buried, even after he rose again, they were staying faithful. And now they're gathered together and they're praying and they're seeking God. And verse number 14, the Bible says they continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of who? Jesus. You know who was there? Mary. Can I tell you what happened? Mary started out faithful. She started out true. She started out doing what was right and honoring God. And she finished the same way. Mothers, thank you for staying true. Mothers, we want to encourage you. And we want to ask you and plead with you today, would you please stay true to God? Mothers, would you please stay true to your family? Fathers, would you stay true to your children and stay true to your wife and stay true to God and stay true to the things that God has started in your life? And let's finish what we started. Mary, at the very end, the last reference we see to Mary is she is still pressing on. The Bible says it like this in Proverbs 31, talking about the virtuous woman, the woman who is good to her husband, the woman who is good to her children, the woman who is faithful to God. The Bible says this about her, Proverbs 31, that she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. That's the goal. The goal is to finish and to finish strong and to finish what we started. You say, well, when are we going to finish? There's two, two options of how you finish. Number one, you finish when the rapture happens, when the trumpet sounds and we're out of here, you're done, the race is over. Or number two, you finish when you breathe your last breath. I'll be honest with you. I don't know either of those dates. 
So that's why we have to stay faithful and keep our eyes on Jesus every day. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.